Happy Halloween! Ah! It's the Great Debate <laughs> Halloween Spooktacular. <laughs> what? What was that laugh? It's the Halloween Spooktacular. Spooktacular. You're damn right it is. I'm scared out of my mind already. Welcome to the goddamn Great Debates. Yeah, baby. Guys, let's just not mess around and let's get into it uh, with a micro. Is this a Halloween micro? Is a whole episode Halloween? Halloween? Okay. Micro. Uh, I've got a top Healy taking the pro. Mummies aren't scary. Four I'm minutes. Steve, I'm Steve Healy. I'm taking the pro. Mummies aren't scary. You're just not afraid of them. They're not out to get you. They're in Egypt, first of all. They're a long way away. If you haven't done anything to a mummy, he's not going to mess with you. Second of all, mummies, we all know they walk really slowly with their arms stuck out. That just suggests a lack of speed, a lack of sensory perception. They're just not very... Uh, live, uh, dangerous antagonists. They have to obey physical laws. They are going to move slowly with their arms out. They're wrapped in bandages. And I think in most depictions, we can agree, if you touch a mummy on the arm, it's more likely to break off. If you've seen like a mummy, it's a fragile thing. If they move a mummy in the British Museum or something, they get scientists very carefully, gingerly move it. If they drop it, it's probably going to shatter. So mummies are not scary. They are no threat to you. Well, okay. Uh, I'm Dave King. I'm taking con. Mummies are so scary. They're terrifying. You're you want the listener to picture a Scooby Doo mummy, some sort of cartoon slow walking. Yeah, that's a big part of the well, a real mummy literature on mummies. In fact, you said mummies are in Egypt. Yeah. Okay, so that actually wouldn't. Or there could be a night in the museum scenario. I can see that. Okay, but what you really want to talk about, it sounds like, are real mummies. And so you've sort of confused the listener by saying, like, well, mummies are from Egypt, but but when they are actually walking, they're slow and they're silly. That's not the case. We don't know what they actually look like when they're un when they whatever they do rise from the grave. What's here are the things that are scary about mummies? They're undead. I actually, I mean, that's terrifying enough in itself. They were dead. They were buried for thousands of years, and now they're coming back. You said they're wrapped in bandages. I, I don't think that's what they're wrapped in. They're wrapped in like mummy some clothes. sort of yeah, shroud. Yeah, some sort of a shroud. Yeah. Well, that's it right there. A shroud is so much scarier than bandages. So you're really kind of being dishonest with the listener about what a real mummy is. Well, to us, it looks like bandages. It looks harmless, and that adds to the not being you scared. Want it me also to encumbers. Not be scared of a person's Dave, limb falling Dave, off just it from touching it. Their that's movements. scary as hell. I hate that. They're very. I'm encumbered. getting out of there. If you touch someone else's arm and their arm falls off you're not gonna run out of there as fast as you can you're damn right you are no that's scary you don't want to be with that person it would be... especially you like also presented this idea that they're like their perception is off and they can't see right but all of that just means that they're they're wild cards you don't know what's gonna happen i and admit you know, they're wild reason, cards you keep saying like they're out to get you you don't know what their motive squirrels is. are wild when cards they they're not raccoons or wild cards yeah. They're not scary. Okay. They're harmless well, little uh, friends. Uh, they're little. It, it would be funny to see a raccoon one. would be scary. Most mummies they've been shrunk just to get into their sarcophagus. A mummy's not going to be taller than four You've foot tall. Seen mummies? You know yeah, they're, they're not small. Four feet tall. The case is large to hold the mummy, but the mummy itself is not going to be smaller than like a pretty big fifth grader. That's I. I don't think that's accurate. I think that if you've, I mean, like, think about the mummy, like the yeah. movie, the mummy. I remember. Well, those guys. That mummy's not small, is it? I haven't it's not seen scary. it. Scary. 
You're telling me the mummy from the movie, the mummy isn't scary? That movie made hundreds of millions of dollars. The franchise has. It's it sort of exciting to, to see Brendan Fraser, of, but it's not scary. There is no way that the success of the franchise, the mummy, relied on Brendan Fraser's charisma and not some degree of scare that came out of the idea of seeing a once entombed body coming back to life and by the way if we're entering actually the, the you mummy know, into the evidence you have to acknowledge that that mummy is out to get someone from what i recall of the movie it's a cheat in that the real scares are these like legions of ghosts and other kinds of supernatural creatures well, that are just the very the scorpion king or whatever the mummy yeah. is scary Ooh. Didn't know I cared That's so much. true. Good Bless you. Thank you. Woof. I think I'm going with Dave on this one. All right, fine. Yeah. I think mummies are scary. Well, did he convince you, or did you just think that? That's what I mean. He convinced mm. me. What scares you about them? Well, their back from the dead is pretty convincing. Is it back from the dead like a little bit good news? Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, rarely. Uh, kind of great news. In it's a way. like the, the game isn't over when you it's die. It's possible. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you mean it's good news for the us for, for the living. living. Yeah, for yeah. Us. it gives us. The, so is the, the idea chance. there? Is that a great argument to suggest that it's a happy moment when you see a mummy because this it, possibility is opened up? I guess you. so. I wish I'd gotten into that. Like, I mean, oh, I had so I was, much. I was hoping there were I mummies. Was, yeah, because then I oh, might cool thing. God, how yeah. boring if there aren't mummies, right? Well, well yeah, I mean, I mean it's, it's feel like there's plenty to have a sense of wonder about without <laughs> okay. Mummies. I will tell you, like, you know, the museum, where are the kids? Where is everybody going? You're at the British Museum or the Metropolitan Museum or mm. the Boston Museum of Fine Arts, the mummies, is always true? a home run every time, oh, always the most crowded room, right? Everybody yeah, wants to yeah. see the mummies. Do you I don't believe so. seeing the mummies. Do you, did you see King Tut on whenever he they bring him around? You know, I think that we did. I, I think it was one, like, came through Boston. I think we saw King I've Tut. I've been meaning to, I people have told me several people that you wouldn't expect have been like this is amazing you it's gotta cool go. right yeah. yeah things beautiful things you know what i mean some people believe that king tut the exhibit was even more breathtaking than the steve martin song king tut mm. i have to tell you i enjoyed the mummy topic a lot more than than i expected to Me yeah too. it was fun <laughs> i didn't that think i had one. anything to say about mummies. happy halloween well it's halloween time <laughs> costume <laughs> ideas anyone Dan, you're scaring me. You're scared. <laughs> uh, Will Hazel be uh, costume? We've got a plan. Yeah. Okay. There's, you know, there's three of us. So we've got a plan that involves three of us. I won't tell you what it is yet. Oh, I love it. You know what I mean, the Hemsworth brothers. Yeah. Is that what it is? No. <laughs> That'd be cool. Um, I what don't have any. Costume you don't have any costume, I don't, costume. I don't like Halloween. I don't like dressing up in costume. I don't like being scared. I don't like being fun scared. I don't like being real scared. I love candy, mm-hmm. but it's the most. You love like, kids. Other I do than, love kids. I love seeing. Like honestly, I love seeing pictures of kids dressed up for mm, Halloween. Right. That to me is like I think maybe you've touched on something. Right. I think it's for kids. Mm-hmm. And I love that. If you've got kids, show me pictures all day long. I want to know. Pets in costumes, I'm fine with. Not for me. I'm done. Hmm. Healy? I got a go-to costume I put on a lot, Larry Bird. Oh, great. Mm-hmm. I just I like to dress up as Larry That's Bird. That's cool. great. Like, comfortable attire for wherever I'm going to be. Yeah. I feel like it plays to something about myself. Yeah. It just works. It's a, it's wow. a good 
combo. Do you have like a wig? I got a wig. You got yeah. the whole I got a uniform. Rig. I got a rig. You got a, Larry a rig. Bird rig. <laughs> what are your sneakers for the Larry Bird Great costume? Question. I got Converse uh, All Stars, but actually, that's a good point. I should try and get as, as authentic as possible. Uh huh. That would be a good thing to work on. Do you? What did Larry Bird wear? Like a '90s? He wasn't wearing Jordans. Let me tell you. I think he was a Converse guy because Converse didn't guy. he and Magic famously shoot that? Wasn't it a Converse ad that yeah, they shot? Yeah, I think he wore a Converse that was a higher top than what I have, mm-hmm. but I'll, I'll look into getting that. Do you Dad carry Supreme around or whatever. a picture of your biological daughter that you don't speak to? No. <laughs> that's a scary I think that's aspect Larry, of Larry Bird. I, that's true. Larry. I don't know anything about his personal life. I think so. Oh, he also, you know, he saw his father kill himself. Is the mm. other like that's scary. kind of scary? I could tell people Bird, that. I sort think of an icebreaker. These things are true. I might be mixing up some stuff. Guys, I've got another I know, talk. I know. I'm sorry. I'm gonna just do another four minute like little Halloween treat. Okay. Yeah. Give it's us, like Halloween is, candy. It's fun sized. You know what I mean? It's a fun sized debate. <laughs> yeah. Fun sized. Exactly. Okay. Four minutes on the clock. Healy taking the pro. A ghost has listened to the great debates. This is for. Come on. What you want this talk? Go ahead. I know it's he fine. wants. Go this. ahead. I'm, ha- I'm happy to take this topic. You know, I'll take any topic. Look, if Dave. <laughs> convinces you that there's no such thing as ghosts, then there's no hope for me. But I'm telling you, if you don't think that the life matter, the spirit of humans, the soul, if you will, somehow reconstitutes itself, exists in a spiritual uh, form beyond our physical understanding, is out there, can perceive, can communicate, or can at least give an indication of its presence, You just haven't looked into the literature of all of human history. Every culture in the world knows about ghosts. They talk about them. Uh, You can say they're a metaphor, but I don't think so. I think they're speaking about something real that we can all perceive. There are ghosts, and one of those ghosts has, of course, tuned into the great debates. They love the great debates in life. They're around someone who's listening to the great debates. They're checking in on a beloved uh, cousin, whatever, grandson, uh, granddaughter. And then that person is listening to the great debates and they just picked it up with their ghost ears. Now, yeah, we can quibble about the meanings of the word listen, ears, whatever. We're talking about ghosts. Obviously, we've entered the realm of the unknown and perhaps even the unknowable. Nonetheless, I feel certain that a ghost has listened to the great debates. Okay. Uh, I'm Dave King. I'm taking the con. First of all, ghosts are not real. There's no such thing as them. But you know what, Healy? I'll go along with this. Let's say ghosts are real. Okay. Let's talk about how would a ghost actually listen to the great debate. What you'd find very soon is that a ghost just isn't going to be in the place where it's easy or natural for them to listen to a podcast, let alone the great debates. Let me explain. When do you most often, or how do you most often listen to podcasts? For me, it's one of two ways. I'm either in my car or I'm listening to it on headphones. Okay, so if I'm listening on headphones, no ghosts can hear that. The sound is trapped in my ears. Ghosts themselves are unable to put headphones on because of their sort of like, I don't know what you even call that, but like, I don't think ghosts can wear headphones. Well, how big do you think a ghost is? Um, Well, it depends, obviously, on... The way in which they live their life. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Tell me more. So this, well, the size of one's soul is proportional to the size of one's ghost. So a small-souled person would be t- tiny, minuscule, probably the it's size that could crawl up and simple. listen to the your The size of your, it, yes, but it, it, Stalin or somebody. 
Uh, well, Stalin actually has a very large soul. It's not a good soul. A cancerous. So you're like, obviously you don't know that much enormous. about. You're confusing positivity of the soul with size of the soul, Got it. and so okay, you're sorry getting about into that. some. You're, Could you give me a little guidance? On I don't that? think it's going to help us that much for the purposes of this debate. Mm, but alluding. also, when are the other times you listen to a podcast? In your car. Ghosts have a lot of trouble riding in cars. Why is that? Well, because the rules of, you know, the paranormal existing in our world are they create tricky situations. Yes, the ghost can sign out, can walk on floors, but the flooring of a car is the door. Okay, it's like very easy for them to spill out. They tend not to ride along in cars. When I mean, was the last time, seriously, when was the last time you've seen a ghost? In any fictional or uh, or or meant to be a dramatization of a real account, when was the last time you saw a ghost riding along in a car? Well, I never let me have. ask you this: When's the last time you have been in a car and felt a chill down the back of your spine, or felt your hair stand on end as you passed the graveyard, for instance, or the site where you later learned you didn't even know it at the time, but you later found out that was where there'd been a fatal car crash? That's never happened to me. I think that obviously what's happening there is that you're like retro fitting a explanation for a chill for the once in a rare while that you get a chill when you pass the site of something gruesome or odd or whatever you get chills all the time and 95 percent of the time or whatever there's you don't you don't later think about them because you weren't passing the site of ghost or anything like that ghost so look sure you want it ghosts aren't real they can't listen to podcasts if they were they they, I just believe, have not yet heard the great debates. Here, final facts that we haven't discussed yet. We don't have that many listeners. The listeners we have, I believe, most frequently listen on headphones or in their car. Those are two places okay. that are very difficult I, for ghosts to overhear the great debates. I also think if they have any control over the situation, they would turn the great debates off instantly because we don't have anything that's really of interest to them. I can't imagine that I have much time left, but there's a couple points I want to get through really fast. First of all, ghosts can go in cars. The fact that there isn't much literature about that is because cars are relatively new and most literature about ghosts predates that. And also, if we've discussed, I do agree ghosts are less common than they used to be due to the electric light. We've talked about that. You're forgetting about the doing so the sad. dishes. It's so sad that you say that as if it's the like, doing the dishes scenario or the working in the lab scenario, which many listeners have told us is a way they listen to yep, the great debates. That's and right. I think being alone in a lot anywhere you're alone listening to a podcast is the kind of place a ghost might appear. You're working in your lab late one night. It might it listening just to the great debates. Yet. Of course, that's a very. I guarantee you, we have a listener who's listened to the great debates aloud in a lab late one night, which is exactly the kind of situation a, a ghost. Yeah, we have a lot of listeners who are doing science or whatever they're students or they're studying late at night in the library or studying late at night at home and they put the great debates on audibly that is exactly the kind of situation where a ghost is going to creep up whether the ghost likes the great debates or not i'm not interested in getting into that that's silly maybe they turn it off in a poltergeisty kind of way maybe they turn it off because they don't like it it doesn't matter but they've heard the great debates hmm also enjoyed that a lot more than I thought I would. <laughs> <Me too. laughs> I'm going with the heels on this one. I think you pulled it out the end. Last yeah, that, that was nice there. closing statement. Thank you. I will tell you that I had a malfunction mm -hmm. with the timer, but I was sort of grateful. <gasps> oh, I think that because that's just as well. I that like must that have been little, a ghost. Yeah. Don't you think? <laughs> I think so. Uh, I think so. It was doing something I've never seen before. Do we have time for a tiny bit of Halloween host chat? Of course, Dan? of course. Dave and I, you know, as we. 
we grew up in the same town, Needham, Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. Home a, of the Rockets. A good place for sort of Halloween. There's an oh. old graveyard. Mm, there's spooky great. colonial houses. Mm. Leaves falling from the trees. Neighborhoods a, are very well laid out oh, for great trick or treating. But then there's also like an abandoned military reserve in the mm. woods. And there's a home for troubled kids and all kinds of like wow. spooky. So I feel like growing up, I heard about two legendary sort of spooktacular locations. I'm wondering if you ever heard about either one of them mythical places you could go one was called the skin house did you ever hear about the skin no. house? what was the skin house? the skin i didn't know i never figured out where it was but the skin house was a house supposedly where there'd been a fire and in the window of the house on like a full moon night you could see the burn in of where a guy had been like pressed up against the full oh, window God. and he burned in his skin had wow. burned into the window and that was called the skin house yeah. oh. No, do you know where it was? It was way, it was out on like South Street by the Charles River yeah, somewhere out there. No kidding. Towards Dedham, you know. Yeah. And then there was one that was called Hammer Road. Did you no. ever hear about Hammer Road? I didn't hear and about Hammer, Hammer Road, Road was some road, and it was it was like a dirt road a track <laughs> that extended off some other road. And it was called Hammer Road because a guy had killed his wife with a hammer. Oh, come on, on Hammer Road. Did that actually happen, or was that the? Legend? I don't think any of these yeah. things actually happened, but th- these were the legends I heard. Did you ever hear of any famously haunted places in our hometown? town i don't think so i'm sure if people started talking about it i would be like please no no no, i don't want to hear that got it um i don't i mean i remember going to like the high rock in the woods and that being spooky that that was sort of like the place where like high school kids one of the places is that like high school kids would drink and stuff yeah i wasn't there to drink or do anything bad i don't think right but get people's yearbook quotes exactly (laughs) Uh, but it was guys. We're on deadline. I'm sorry to bother you, but look, while we're here, we should at least take some pictures because we could use them for the yearbook. And it's fun to have stuff that's at night. It'll look good in contrast to all the daytime activities we've done. <laughs> Dan, were there any famous spooky locations in well, Winters? Well, we had a cat lady. In, Winters is a very small uh-huh. town, right? There mm-hmm. were only four thousand people or something when I was growing up there. And so the town itself was like a few blocks by a few blocks. Okay. And and then a lot of people lived outside of town. So there was one cat lady and she lived outside of her house in a pile of trash. Uh, because her house, she didn't want to go in there because maybe her husband had died in oh, there man. and it was full of That's old newspapers. Spooky. and okay. stuff. So, yeah. you know, like she didn't go in there and I only later did you kind of hear the sort of human story about this woman. But like as a kid, she was a spooky lady that had a funny, weird hat and lived in a pile of garbage and like you would ride your bike by really fast and on Halloween the whole like you wouldn't want to go over there that's a real one (laughs) and just to close the loop on dead relatives Larry Bird appears to not see his father kill himself but his father did shoot himself and kill himself okay well that's unfortunate I'm not going to bring that up on Halloween that could be a version of your a riff horrified young Larry Bird like Hamlet Larry Bird yeah, I'm not going to go that way with it. <laughs> okay, guys, we've got time yeah, for yeah. Uh, just a, mm. like a nano yep, micro yep. kind of thing. Healy taking the pro. All right. Pumpkins. Oh, that's oh, it. Just pumpkins? Yes. You gotta. You pumpkins. gotta give it up for the pumpkin. Look, is it delicious? No. Is it a pain in the ass? Yes. Are you? Is there going to come a time when you got the rotting pumpkin yes. on your stoop and you're like, get this thing out of here? Absolutely. Is in your lifetime one going to get smashed by teens? Yes. 
I'm gonna say that all that is in the pro, not the con column. In fact, it's what? fun. It's a fun little attraction. It's an oddity of nature, a freak. We love to see the giant pumpkin. They set a North American record this year. I don't know if you saw, Dave. It was like 2,100 pounds or something. Wow. And then inside of the them. seeds, the pumpkin spice, the pumpkin pie, the carving of the jack-o'-lantern, the putting of the candle in there, the taking of the guts out, the feel of the guts on your hand, the way the seeds are all stringy there, and the hard meat cutting through it there. Your dad letting you use the knife for the first time. That's cool. Pumpkins are great. They're so heavy. They're so cumbersome. They're so ugly. And they're so wasteful. What are we doing? This is a vegetable or a fruit, and we're giving them hundreds of thousands across the country just to carve them up and smash them up and put a candle in. What an enormous waste of resources. That's fine. They it's don't work look for farmers, that good. You know? it's, let me make some points. Okay. It's very actually difficult to make a jack-o'-lantern that is in any way original or cool or good-looking. 95% uh, of jack-o'-lanterns look exactly the same. Kids have a great deal of trouble making jack-o'-lanterns. It's really hard to like cut all the way through. It, they're expensive for some reason. They don't translate well into foods. It's an enormous waste of time. And I'll tell you what's cool is to... <laughs> Why I laughing? can't wait. I can't wait to hear what's cool. <laughs> You're trying to paint this picture that, like, pumpkins are part of Halloween. That's why they're awesome. But what's cool is to not care at all about the usual, like, traditions and totems of a holiday. Screw pumpkins. Get, like, get out there with some cool gourd or a real rebellious vegetable of some kind. That's what's <laughs> happening. Thumbs down on pumpkins. Okay, I'm going to rattle through. They're also always irregular. They're weird shaped. The flesh of them is... That's fun. These are pros. The the freakish, disgusting obscenity of the pumpkin is half the fun. Well, that's, that's, like, that's nature's crazy. spewing Healing, up you're, these you're monstrous asking gourds. asking the listener to say, like, the wetness, the smell, that's what part of the pro of diarrhea. Like, that's what makes it great. <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, Come on yes. Now. I mean, you're taking all these qualities which are objectively negative. No, That what's... it's gross, that it smells bad, that it rots, and you're trying to say that that's the pro. And I actually think diarrhea is a pretty apt comparison. I think Dave you make a, a strong point that we could get into breeding lighter weight pumpkins. I think weight Thank is your you. strongest argument, but other than that, no, I think I've got all pros. I'm just going to rattle through really fast. First of all, the jack-o'-lantern as like... it. You will see a jack-o'-lantern on the internet or in your real life this year that makes you smile or laugh a little bit. You know you will. Somebody will riff on the form and will come up with a new one, even though we've been doing it for thousands of years. You know what it's going to be. It's going to be no, a jack-o'-lantern of whatever the meme is. It's like, who cares? Dave said what's cool is you know, ignoring the totems of the holiday wrong. What's cool is coming up with an original riff on them. You it's obviously no the coolest cool. thing to do. You, were never, you have no idea. Okay, what buddy. Cool said, what's cool Halloween is finding is. a better vegetable. And finally, the, the sort of the the idea that this is a waste is just silly. Yes. This is a great make work project for America's family farms. The pumpkin patch is a great way to preserve rural land in a way that keeps our communities a little healthier. It, we're happy to do it. We're happy to find ways to incorporate farming into our lives. If the pumpkin is how we do it, fine. But how often have you been like? I'd say pumpkin farm is one of the most commonly visited kinds of farms, and that's like not bad. That's good. If it's getting people to the farm, cool. Okay, just to rebut that final point, and then we'll be done. Yeah. You're, 
good for the community or something like pumpkins aren't grown in victory gardens they're grown by like giant conglomerates and then somehow everyone buys one at the supermarket and then they get thrown away yeah occasionally but they don't they're to no end we don't eat them to the end of joy, celebration, fun, a holiday. Well, what good is that? I'd love to look. You live in a utilitarian world where everything has to, you know, advance calories or something, survival. But without joy, Dave, what is life? Pumpkins mm-hmm. forever. Ooh, Dave, did I lose it at the end? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Spiked, spiked the pumpkin there. I guess so. That's <clears throat> fair. The pumpkin yeah. patch is good because. I, you get a kid in a little pumpkin costume, you set him at the pumpkin patch, you take your pictures, and you're good to go. <laughs> Here's the thing about the jack-o'-lantern. It always looks cool and scary and great. It's the perfect shape. Mm. It's got the little hat thing with the, with the stem. It's a like a face. It's, it's always going to look good. I mean, we've got a farmer here. Dan, do you think there's mm-hmm. anything to us like marketing a brand of lightweight pumpkin? Yeah, let's get into GMOing it. GMOing a let's get our very friends light pumpkin. in bioengineering and get into a lightweight pumpkin. If you're a bioengineer can help with this project at all, Is it a up. bioengineer? I don't really Great know. Great Debate 69 right. at well, Gmail. I mean, the really ideal thing would be to somehow bioengineer a hollow pumpkin perfect even better a pre declumped pumpkin these are some good ideas and and i would encourage anyone with the right experience and credentials to reach out to us great debate 69 at gmail or twitter Twitter, wherever and 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 tell us about how we can achieve this goal by next halloween maybe Please. Okay, guys, on that note, I'm going to take us out. Happy Halloween, and we'll see you next week on The Great Debates. The Great Debates is produced by Mark Caricello. The theme song was composed by Christopher Knight. The debaters are Steve Healy and Dave King, and the podcast is moderated by Dan Medina. <laughs>